Hello, hello. Yo, yo, yo. Back in the room, ready to rock the world with the boom. <laughs> I'm the great, exactly. the great lyricist, one half of the Out Here Brothers. Yes, Can't remember his Good on history. <laughs> How are we doing? Uh, doing pretty good, yeah. Doing pretty good. Good. A bit, a bit, a bit, a bit. A little bit trying to like get things back in order. Actually, there's just so many little threads. Kind of, I have to kind of keep pulling back and sewing together again. Let's see philosophy types, and you're always there's too much going on. Need narrow the focus. Yeah, it tends to be. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean that is why I invented eco behavioral design is because uh, I just have that tendency anyway to be, you know, broadly applied. Um, it's good. I was, I was actually, I was reading or listening to, I, I, I tend to a lot of the time kind of start the day, uh, before I get into a bit of practice or yoga or whatever with, a an audio book. I just find it's, 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 it's like more contained than say a podcast first thing in the morning or something. Anyway, what? I started with this. Go on. How many hours do you have in your day? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Start the day with an old audiobook before the yoga. What time do you get up? Well, I, I mean, when I get up and go and have my breakfast, like. What time do you get up? Seven. All right. All right, go on. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you seem a bit disappointed by seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Thought you were going to go um, all uh, Jocko on me and tell me you get up at like a 4.40 or something. No, I think that's a mental practice, to be honest, but... Um, Unless, you know, you're well habituated to it. So, um, what was I saying? Yeah, I was listening to, um, I was listening to this book, uh, Range, by uh, David Epstein. And, uh, well worth a listen. Well worth a listen. Well, well worth a listen for someone like myself, who, you know, is, <laughs> tends to be um, broadly applied. But uh, he basically kind of challenges the whole idea of the 10,000 hours. Not... So not head on, but as a kind of holistic approach to say developing mastery, his whole thing is like that's really good for what you call. You remind people what in case anybody is not sure what the ten thousand. Okay, hours. okay. So the idea of ten thousand hours, most people have heard about. It. I think it was a, a psychologist Erickson originally came up with it but then it was popularized by malcolm gladwell i believe and the basic idea is that expertise is kind of nothing more than what they talk about in terms of deliberate practice which is just a kind of very say well specified form of practice which involves certain type of feedback and all that deliberate practice carried out for ten thousand hours right so and and the basic contention being well, anyone can get to mastery in any domain if they just kind of stick with it and enact this kind of practice for this amount of time. And he's basically challenging that idea in quite a robust way, I think. So he doesn't say deliberate practice is not important, but he kind of says the kinds of domains that are rolled out as, say, exemplary of mastery are very, I forget the word he uses exactly, but it's like... Um, say, simple learning domains. So something like chess or uh, playing the violin, classical violin, things where like certain patterns exist 
and they have a fairly reliable, even golf, for instance, right? It's, uh, it's fairly reliable, the kinds of things that are likely to happen within a particular game or whatever. But he said most domains aren't like that. So he talks about the difference between whatever simple learning environments and wicked learning environments. And for expertise in those environments, um, you tend to need a lot broader uh, kind of inputs, say over the years, just interest in different things before then going on to focus with uh, that kind of more deliberative, narrower style. So he still includes that at a certain point, right? But if you look at, say, for instance, the German soccer team, I think compared to some places, uh, Germany don't have a very strict, I might be wrong on this, but I think this is what he said in the book, they don't have a very strict, say, youth coaching program where you're getting kids in at seven, for instance, and making them play just soccer, right? until they're whatever on the national team or as other countries might, but whatever study they were looking at, it was the year that Germany had won the world cup. And then they were looking at the players and their own experience coming true. And most of them had spent a lot of time playing other games, including soccer and not in a very say formalized fashion before then specializing at a certain point when they kind of realized, Oh, soccer is for me. So there was a kind of self-selection from the talent pool, I guess, where people were starting to realize, oh, this is the thing that is really good for me. But they only realized that because they had such a broad experience early on. Mm. And, you know, it makes sense in terms of allowing people to find what it is that they're intrinsically motivated to do. And then thereafter, they take on their own learning you know, and I suppose having that intrinsic motivation is going to be a huge driver for, I suppose, like for, say, for us in jujitsu, right? We're not, nobody's kind of asking us to do it. And, you know, we make quite a bit of progress despite that, right? Because it's something you found that you kind of really want to do uh, intrinsically. If, <laughs> what I'm saying. if only we'd found it when we were, you know, 12. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like, maybe that would have been too early. Yeah, I wonder, because we used to, you know, I've like very strong memories of us always rolling around and fighting yeah, and being kind of shit at it, you know, <laughs> being like, uh, I don't know what to do here. And then we just like rub each other's faces or something. I think I always used to get you with the old sharpshooter. Yeah, the sharpshooter, yeah. I think yeah, you used yeah. to be a Boston Crab man, were you? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but it works, man. That sharpshooter... Do you remember it? Oh, I remember. Yeah, it used to be vicious. The Boston Crab was basically the same thing, but you had one, one yeah, leg on either side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I remember, yeah, I remember actually like a couple of like moments where you're like, I think my back is broke. <laughs> actually, that might you know explain that? some of the lower back pain that I still have today. Yeah, me too. I have the same lower back pain. But do you know that child pain where you're like, oh, I fucking did something wrong here? Like, mm. Mm. Although you probably had that a few months ago when you popped your knee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, interesting. So so what are you saying there with the, is it like, you know, it's a, it's an, another view versus the 10,000 hours. It's like uh, a, a view that you might end up finding your way and it's not necessarily always deliberate practice over a long amount of time to necessarily get 
master at something. So in a jujitsu setting, it might be, you know, kids start off doing different kind of sports and they end up finding jujitsu and they might necessarily have to uh, spend all the time doing that to then become a master at it, is it? Well, basically, so the, I suppose the claim would be right, if you specialize too early in one thing, that you, you create a narrow technical proficiency, but it doesn't lead to the kind of creativity that we normally associate with, say, mastery, capital M. So, yeah. you know, if, when we think about mastery, capital M, we think about innovation and that kind of technical specificity that comes with deliberate practice within a domain, very specific domain, can lead to like incredible technical skill, but application and say breadth of application and portability of the skill is not necessarily present in the way that it might be if, for instance, you had a few interests. My own say... I'm sure, I'm sure there's an alternative view. I'm sure there's loads of people in the camp of people, you know, the longer they spend it, they're the, the doing it from the earliest possible age. There's plenty of examples, I'm sure, in jiu-jitsu as well, where, the, you know, the graces, they're, they're, they're born into it. And a lot of the, you know, older generations, and they've stuck with it the whole time, and they are, you know, masters of the sports. So I'm sure... Right, but some of my... Yeah, but I think he would say, but... It's, it's not that you can't get to an extremely high level or that you can't get to, you know, a very deep proficiency, but it's like, I don't think even your man, you know, I don't think that's what he's arguing. I think he's, he's kind of saying the kinds of, say, wicked learning environments and problems that most of us face, right, that 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 model of mastery is not actually helpful for most of us with respect to the kinds of problems we're encountering because even jujitsu, right? You can get to very high level playing a very classic style. So you're not really an innovator within the domain. Whereas if you're coming and maybe you come from gymnastics or say, uh, something like, um, breakdancing or something, and then you start to combine the two, you're probably more likely to say see things that say the Gracies wouldn't see because they're they're just hammering away at the kind of classic style and, and trying to ingrain that as deeply as possible. So I think he's he's talking about like innovation specifically and the people we tend to celebrate. For instance, Einstein was an incredible uh, mathematician, but he was also an incredible musician and thought about the two as kind of interinforming. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose we could talk for hours about this because, you know, again, you know, the traditional side, you know, there mightn't be that innovation or whatever, but it might be just say fundamentally a lot more sound than the, the other style, right. you know, so you could probably talk about this for forever. Yeah, and then so in something like golf, right. Or chess or even jujitsu, maybe that's all you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. The, uh, yeah, anyway, the, the book is well worth a read, especially for someone like me who's like often feels guilty about having so many interests. But I do think that over the years, in myself, I found things that are kind of inter-informing, right? So when I, I, I write about jiu-jitsu a lot in my, in, my, in my work, and then jiu-jitsu is like a perfect laboratory to explore certain ideas from kind of systems thinking and habituation and you know the same is true for say my interest in meditation stuff it's like those things 
to me are kind of like almost uh almost like i don't want to say essential interests but useful interests if you know your 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 day job as a as a kind of theoretical psychologist or whatever is there many of you out there is there <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're the only one i know it's just few of us um, I know, I know them all. Maybe you should start a like WhatsApp group. <laughs> I know them all. Do any other te- theoretical psychologists do jujitsu? Probably. I know. Uh, I, I definitely know some, say, philosophers and stuff that do jujitsu. Oh yeah, of course. There's a, uh, you know, theoretical psychology is just the f- philosophy of psychology. But uh, there's um. Uh, I was going to the the actual field that I work in. I pretty much know them all. Like there's, there's not that many. <laughs> Maybe we should have a tournament. <laughs> right. What are we doing today? I'm going to update you on my uh, my design or the design and where I'm at. Yeah, that's what I'm sure people are interested here, and I'm interested here. So, and right. yeah, we'll iterate on that a little bit. So, if there's any modifications that need to be made. Yeah, just note them and feed them back out as a another design. Cool. All right, I'll try not to be as as boring as this could be. I'll try and just give you. A... Well, okay. can I can I kind of ask you questions through it? Then is that the best? Yeah, way yeah, to yeah. Just it? jump in as I go. I'll just talk. You 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 interrupt some questions. So uh, first, well, of all, let me let me let me get say your just general impression first, just like because I'd be interested in that. Right, I'm more focused in my efforts with my training for sure i always you know had thought about jujitsu quite a lot during the day i'd find my my mind wandering uh you know there's plenty of you see uh some good memes out there you know the the, the mind is wandering and then you're like it's like what's he thinking about it like i just think about like jujitsu <laughs> yeah, yeah just kind of defaults to jujitsu anytime yeah you know, stuff happening at- around you at Brojitsu memes, best memes on the internet. But uh, yeah, just more focused, more, delib- more deliberate in my training. I, when I started to write down what I thought my game was, this is where I really struggled, uh, trying to figure out what my game was. And then I just started writing down all the, the stuff that I do you know, regularly, just to write down what I do regularly. And then that right. to then tell me what my game was. You know? So yeah. what I arrived at, that's actually probably sensible because rather than saying this is what my game should be, it's like, well, what is my kind of body taking on as my game at this point? Yeah. So for anyone that's not a jujitsu player, like broadly speaking, different games, you know, it could be, you could have a top player. So somebody that's on top the whole time uses a lot of heavy pressure, passing, slow movements, brute force. That's my and, kind of game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you could have, say, maybe a guard player who is generally on their back more happy from playing from the bottom using their legs trying to sweep you might have a leg locker so somebody's always trying to submit people using the bottom or on their bottom half of the body or you could have more of a standard standard player which is using the top then in you know there's micro micro parts to all of that you could have people that are always going for you know the back you know always trying to get to the person's back and all day spend on the back that kind of stuff there's people that are doing uh, you know uh, trying to get on mount the whole time, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, different, different, and like particularly within the guard, you know, there's different types of guards, and you'll find guard players 
like there's any amount, there's hundreds of guard players. So you could have somebody that likes to to get closed guard and work from there. You might get somebody that likes to get to open guard, work from there. You might get somebody that likes to play sit up guard, deep, right, right, deep right. half, all all of that kind of stuff. So, anyways. I wrote it down that, and then it kind of started to talk back to me to tell me what I'd done and what I've arrived at. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of bluebells will arrive at the same conclusion. I'm not doing this long enough to be deep enough in a game to say I'm a X type of player. So I'm really, and my background has been, has been pretty fundamentally and basically sound and probably because I'm a white and a blue belt, I've kind of dipped my toes in a lot of things. So really it is just like a basics player you know, that kind of basics player trying to get on top using a, a lot of pressure and, 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 and weight and stuff. I like passing, a lot of passing going on, stabilizing, that kind of stuff, you know. Mm. So it's really, really basics and fundamental. That's what I've kind of arrived at. And, and within that, then there is probably some little tangents where I, I, I kind of go like, I like to play Della, Della X, which is kind of like, you know, not too many play that. It's like the Mirigali, like Deep Della Hiva with the kind of X guard, so Della X, which is a little niche And there's a few like niche submissions uh, and stuff that I like to have in there. But generally, on top, passing game, bit of pressure, work mm. through the hierarchy, get the submission kind of thing. So that's my game. But yeah, more focused in my efforts. Right. So, do you so want me like to, having, a, having a sense of like a trajectory that you have some confidence in. Yeah. So I've uh, kind of jotted it down from right from starting from standing was obviously a good place to because that's where the, the the match would start in the competition. I've started from there and kind of worked my game from there to see what it looks like. So this is still one, but I'm, I'm I am becoming a little bit. I had mentioned this before. I'm not sure if I was ever going to do a takedown or if I was going to pull guard. Taking down, you know, falls more in line with what my game I see as being as being on top because you don't want to pull guard and have to sweep to get back on top. So I want to have a takedown. And, and recently, with this more focused effort, uh, noting that I need this takedown, it's really starting to to work for me more. So and it, it kind of works in well because we've just started a class. The coach has been rolling out. Um, you know, we're doing wrestling. So it's given a good opportunity to practice some takedowns. So actually having some good success in this week with some single legs and stuff like that. So that's going to be great to be able mm. to hopefully enact that in the match and then maybe get on top and work my game from there. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, so starting from standing. What, what would you like me to do? Just kind of read through a few examples of what my game looks like, you know, things that I've jotted down. Or what would you like me to do? It's it's not necessarily all that helpful for us, I don't think. Yeah. I think it's more interesting to think about the various components of the design. Mm. Mm. And then, unless you feel like there's questions in there, you know, or stuff that might be interesting to the, to the listeners. Yeah, well, just for example, uh, so what, what, again, what I try to do is, so I can measure my performance against my game is like we talked about before, is I jotted everything down. So I'll give you a few examples. So I had engagement, getting grips. So that's kind of my, my first thing. And then I give myself a baseline score. And, I, and I, I made the score against the ratings we previously talked about. And we don't need to reiterate them here. But 
Number one was know it to see it, but can't apply it. Number 10 was they've named the move after me. So <laughs> I don't think we ever actually talked about them. I just sent them on to you. No, we did talk about them. No, we talked about the other rating. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they yeah, might okay. be fu- fun to read out for people just uh, yeah. so you kind of get a sense of. All right. So to kind of give my. Yeah, okay. Give myself. And actually, maybe, maybe say a little bit about why we did that. Yeah. So if, if, if people can recall, we talked about trying to rate my performance on a night to track my, my case. So it was like KPIs, key performance indicators, try to rate a performance each night. And I have been doing that. So my nightly KPI summary after each training session, if this, we definitely talked about, you know, number one was don't know my game and not even thinking about it. Number 10 was could teach my game to Marcelo Garcia. So, you know, one of the best grapplers of all time. And I'm able to impose it upon higher belts with ease. And in between all of them, we have different ratings. So for the last three classes, I've rated myself at number four, which is no some game and was making decent effort to enact it. Number five is know my game fairly well from all positions, but didn't make good effort to enact it. So for me to get from four to five, the next step is for me to know my game fairly well. And that's kind of what I'm doing. So on my game dashboard, and we really like to tell people follow along. I don't know. I think we're going to have to get this up on your Instagram somehow just because it's, uh, it's going to be more effective. But regardless, I will, uh, when I, in my game dashboard with different ratings, but it's kind of on the, on the same, using the same logic. Like I said, number one, know to see it, but can't apply it. Number two, no general steps and have applied in the past. Number three. So this is, this is with respect to each individual technique. Each, each individual technique that forms part of my game. Number three, have applied it with some success and confident I could use it again. Number four, it is a go-to and habitual in the right situation. Number five, I regularly have had success with it, even against higher belts. Number six, I'd be confident to teach it. Number seven, I'm known by higher bills to be dangerous in that position. Number eight, then it kind of gets a bit ridiculous. You know, this was just kind of, we could adjust these. I know by the wider BJJ community for my skills here. (laughs) Number nine, I've improved on the effectiveness of the position. Number 10, they've named the move after me. (laughs) So like eight, nine, and 10 is like, yeah, I, I won't be too peeved. I might have to adjust them to make them, you know, remove them maybe for this year and have a different eight, nine, and 10. Is your microphone glitchy there? I don't think so. Why? I can hear like glitchiness. Okay. Maybe I'm doing something. You are. (laughs) Just so you you know, listeners, Eric comes down hard on me on this shit. Like, (laughs) like, you know, we're, we're in, we're in the, uh, so yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're in the subject. Sorry, listener. We're in the subject of providing audio content. The least we could do is try and get the audio good. Right, Sam, you're making it awkward now. (laughs) (laughs) Brotherly love. The um, yeah. So that's my ratings for each. uh, That's how I play against each of my 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 components in my game. So, like I say, I'll give a few examples before this gets uh, too boring. Uh, Engagement, getting grips. So for my baseline. I give myself a four. It is a go-to and habitual in the right uh, situation. Right. Uh, You know, I want to continue to improve. So the next rating would be, I regularly have had success with this, even against higher bills. So 
you know, I'm just going to keep trying at that. Like in the from from baseline to the to this week, I've stayed at four because I haven't uh, necessarily have had, had successful against higher bells. But I'm 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 getting my grips. I'm 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 going pretty good. I'll give you an example of one that did go up. So my Della X sweep. So on my baseline at the start of the year, I give myself a three, which was have applied it with some success and confident that I could use it again. This mm. week, really, and probably in a lot of my roles, it came up, and I was really getting to it, and I was controlling the far side sleeve, which is really dummy wonders to help with the sweep. Mm. Uh, kind of hard if you've not done jujitsu, but the Della, the Della X, the Della X position is basically person is standing with one leg in between your legs, uh, and one of my legs goes behind their their lead leg and on front of their far leg. And then the other leg does the opposite. You almost make like a figure eight around their two legs. Then to do the sweep, you contract, so you pull your, your legs close, so they end up you know, losing their base, and then you can tip them over. But controlling the far side sleeve for me has really mm. uh, helped with that sweep. And I, 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 now it's, I was getting it a lot this week, so I've kind of improved my rating there. To say nice. it's it's go to now and habitual in the right situation, uh, so that's a good success story there. And um, yeah, but basically all of this kind of stuff is uh, you know no matter how I, I determine my ratings or what I, I use, um, it's kind of set out where I was at the start, what I intend to do for the week, and how I went. But interestingly, like at the start of last week, I said right, I know my game. These are the areas that I'm weak on. So I want to focus on a couple of these areas this week. So my thoughts was focus on dropping to the knees for passing. You know, there's a lot of people going for leg submissions these days. And, you know, only some of them fly in the IBJJF rule set that I'm going to be doing. But regardless, the kind of counter to yeah, leg It's probably good, good kind of general um, strategy to, to avoid because you could, you could end up fighting something that is a really good kind of ankle lock game or whatever. Yeah, but he's straight ankle locks, I suppose, IBJJF. The, um, yeah, but if you drop to your knees, you can't get entangled. So you end up, if you could drop to your knees, you end up playing a different game, which is like that kneeling jujitsu game, which is kind of what we all, a lot of us, a lot of us started with, which is like, you know, a lot of this, um, you know, closed guard game, you know, a lot more triangles start to come back into the mix, things like that, because you're so low to the ground. And that's kind of the stuff I learned through white belt and the early stages of blue belt, um, just in the different gyms I was in because of uh, that was the that's the way we played. Um, so that's kind of more my game is like on the ground. So if if somebody's going to go for leg entanglements, I'll drop to my knees. So I set out to try and do that, and even though I had it on my radar, for the it just didn't happen in the roles. And I don't know. I think part of that was to do with like I forgot about it during the roles, or another part of my game came up that I you know. Maybe yeah. I just got past with a takedown. I didn't need to worry about dropping right, to my right. knees, you know. And uh, yeah, so that I had it on the radar, never got to it. So again, I've kept it there for next week. Well, if you're winning takedowns and getting straight into side control, obviously you're not worried about that. But you Well, know, it's interesting. Like, you know, for the, the IBJJF rule set, if you're a confident passer, you could, you could choose to just not pass if you got the takedown. Do you need to stabilize? I'll have to check that actually. 
can you if somebody's taken down do you need i don't think you need to pass and get side control to get the points i think once you've been taken down you've been taken down so you could take them down and then you could actually reset and then pass and pick up some more points and then stabilize you know what i mean there's right. a few little uh rule set nuances i'll probably get more and more into i must uh, rehash that just to kind of make best best use of the rules there too but anyway that's the kind of stuff yeah, so there's the most lengthy answer you could have asked for if you said how are things going. But uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, more focused, more deliberate in in in, in how I go to training uh, and 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 in how I approach my game. So yeah, right. Well, what we'll do so is just go through the various components of the design, say what they were, and say if they need to be kind of modified in any way, and make those modifications. And I mean, that's where we're at, right? Yep. So we had outcome consistently scoring at eight or nine out of ten in my game KPI. That is, you know, by the time you're kind of coming to your, well, it says four or five months down the line. Uh, there's no change there you think necessary? No, no. So the vital behaviors, thoroughly map out game for each position. Done that, obviously, that was a kind of once, once off. At every training session, introduce an element of your game that you need to work on. Sounds like you're doing that. At every session and in every spar, seek to enact your game to the best of your ability. Well, that's the kind of thing you're working on. So, Any modifications there? No. So reasons and advantages for acting, consequences, disadvantages, not acting. Can't remember what you had in your, because you did these and you put them in your own words, but is there anything that say, came up for you that you remember I was kind of saying, keep an eye on things that are particularly motivating or thoughts that are motivating. Is there anything you want to kind of reaffirm there or you think that's all kind of good? No, I rewrote them out in my own words. Right. So, and you're happy with the stuff you rewrote, you don't want to add or yeah, subtract it. It was very similar to what you had said. I just threw them onto a big, a big white board kind of sheet and just stuck it up in the room. Nice. Just to remind myself... Nice, nice. Yeah, that's a good idea for people if 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 they're listening to this and trying to follow along. Something I used to do myself was uh, I had basically all these elements and I had a, what I was calling the behavior board. And I think it's, it's a good idea where, you know, you had your motivations, you understood what your vital behaviors were, uh, you had your outcomes. And then I even had like a, just a bit of a calendar that I could mark stuff off and everything. You know, I just kind of segmented up the kind of whiteboard for that purpose. And it's still a good idea, actually, because I, I was thinking about just given the things that I have on at the moment, I was thinking about doing the same thing again, uh, just to have those things present to you every day and at a glance kind of thing. And I mean, that is the point of thinking about the reasons and advantages and everything is like when you, you know, when you reflect upon them, they kind of reaffirm something, right? They produce this frame that manifests particular forms of action or you know, you feel, and then you just feel more motivated or whatever. Anyway, critical moments. So we had Saturday morning before BJJ to, that was basically once off to get everything in order. But then it was also thinking about the time for reflecting on your, say, uh, dashboard. Is that a good time for that? Or have you decided upon another time for that? No, it's good. Yeah. And that's when you were doing it. Yeah, I'll either do it. Yeah, yeah. I was doing it on Friday. Um, or sorry, doing it Saturday morning. Uh, I think one of the week, 
I think maybe just coming back, I just like I pulled up the laptop like on a Friday evening or something as well. So, but uh, yeah, it's working. Yeah, right. And then the other two were the end of work, where you write down on your to do list what you're going to do, and then kind of reaffirm that to yourself on the drive to. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. I've got my post notes at work, and then reaffirm on the drive to jujitsu. Nice. This is all working better than I even expected. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. I expected it to go so well. But um, like they're not hard, like you're saying. They're they're built off cornerstones. It's not a hard. Yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the point. Yeah. So then there was the implementation intentions where we had, or sorry, the kind of once-off activities, the weekly activities, the daily activities, and that was by the pen and journal. Yeah, so I bought the journal, but I. I've also keeping the spreadsheet. I think the spreadsheet is easier for tracking the, you know, progress because I'm, you know, spreadsheet ratings yeah. and stuff like that. And I, I think we will try and get that up online if anybody cares to follow along just to see as well. Uh, but I have, I had the journal and I did write all this stuff down, just like the, um, the motivations and the, uh, the mission statement, the mission. And, uh, you know, it's good to, to, to scribe just to yeah. think about it a bit more. But with that now rolled out, it's probably only something I'll kind of go back to every now and then in the journal and I'll more likely continue just using the spreadsheet because I do end up thinking the same things anyways, you know? Yeah. Something I'm finding interesting because I'm doing this, uh, you know, growing a yogi project that we talked about last last week. And I'm I'm doing what what we call an auto-ethnographic study or investigation where... I'm basically noting just the kind of facts and observations and say thoughts and whatnot that I have every day when I practice or things that stand out anyway. And uh, I'm finding that really good to kind of consolidate a given practice, but also to serve as a kind of feedback for, you know, iterating in a more, how would I say? It kind of serves the efficiency. You know, I feel this, there's a sense of if I wasn't doing it, certain things would just be getting lost. But when you just note them down. So I'm not, say, I'm not saying this now, but it might be if you're wondering, well, what value is this journal? Sometimes just like maybe asking yourself questions. How are things going with this? You know, and writing down a few, a few words. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not saying that should be part of the designer thing. I'm just, it might be something that you find helpful. So yeah, the other one was map out components of the game. You've done all that. Get clear where you sit on each of them from one to 10. You've done all that. Set intention to enact in training or to do some related to it in the bath. <laughs> Are you doing that one in the bath where you're just watching the videos or? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right. So there's, there's nothing really. I think it's just, it's kind of gone. And I think, you know, We'll do this for a few weeks because this is the kind of propagation stage. I talk about propagation. I think I talked about it last week with respect to the seed habits. You know, when you're when you're setting things like this up, they're fragile, right? You don't want to make it too complex. You want to give it a fairly, you want to give it room to breed and, and plenty of light and sun and everything else so that it can kind of propagate and sprout in the fashion that you want it. But at a certain point, it just becomes habitual, right? And at that point, maybe you want to introduce something else. So I think for the time being, it's just a matter of smashing it out really, isn't it? Yeah. 
I've one question I'm going to ask you. So say if we're in terms of the implementation of the design, say we're at a, we're at a, at a one, right? Do you, do you feel there's anything that we could do to get to a two and say, if we have a scale of well-implemented design from <laughs> one to five and we're at a one presently? Uh, you don't have to have something. I'm just, no, I think now, now that I have this set out, it's kind of incumbent on me to, to keep engaging with my, my coach. You know, we kind of like, this is a behavior element of what we're doing. You know, I have, you know, I've kind of got this kind of framework in my head and now it's uh, really continue to engage with the higher belts and and my coach and, and my training partners and, 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 you know, with this as a, as a background or as a, a supplement to my training, you know, start working with them as well, because, you know, as, as you would in any normal kind of setting, you know, if I wasn't doing this, now is kind of the time to, I voiced it to the, the what I'm doing and, you know, work with them on a game plan that, that kind of mm-hmm. is supplemented by this. Right. Yeah. That'll be interesting because they give you the game plan then we can start to feed some of that back again through this and see if we can kind of, you know, you use this to, to support whatever that plan is as well. Yeah. So everything's going good. It's, I like that it's stable. You know, I have, it's all coming together. Going to be working in with the coaches, have a way of tracking my performance, got my, my first draft of my game down, developing that in my head, seeing where that's going, knowing what I need to work on. It's it's all pretty good, and obviously, you know, this is this is you know, life's going to happen in between now and the competition. The baby is uh, <laughs> only moments away. Anytime, and then anytime now in the in the next five weeks, uh, I could be uh, bringing a little one into the world. So, you know, that's obviously going to have the impact on on my training and how how we're going to work that. So, I'm glad that we're we're stable at the moment and it's working well, and then kind of. I wouldn't like to be feeling like it's out of hand knowing that that's about to happen too. So I'm, I'm happy where we're at yeah. at the moment. Yeah, it was, it was actually good timing, wasn't it? To, to get this stuff kind of in, in order. Cause I mean, it's as simple as it can be. And like the baby comes along, your habits are going to be fairly stable uh, you know, all the stuff that you've just introduced won't be new anymore. So it won't, it won't be taking up too much of your energy to kind of implement. And, uh, you know, it's about as, it's about as good as it can be because the baby's going to dictate a lot outside of that. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm delighted to hear, um, you know, it's a very, it's a very systematic process and, and, you know, I, I, I suppose I feel confidence hearing back from you that um it has a kind of genuine application and oh well, obviously I, I think that anyway and that's why i do it but uh yeah yeah well, that's good so pat each other on the back is it right it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so, uh yeah let's just leave it at that for this episode that was just a kind of update because we hadn't i should say <laughs> we didn't uh we didn't bring people up to date last week on um you know, it was just kind of the new year and we we're getting back into it. 
had we brought people up to date last week, you know, we didn't talk about this yet, but my 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 self, my own little KPIs, do you remember them about uh, uh, no free rounds, uh, never refuse a role? Yeah. Um, all of them are going well. My my hanging from the bar, just remember on, on grip strength, I started oh, yeah, yeah. at one minute 30. I got to two minutes without letting go last night, and that is hard. That is hard. That was and that was active hanging versus passive hanging. You know, just kind of moving the shoulders, just to kind of keep there. My plank. That's pretty impressive. Isn't it? Thirty second increase. It's good. Uh well, like again, yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough, man. That was like I'm hanging. What am I hanging? Four days a week. But uh, my other one was like trying to stay below seventy eight kilos. I am below seventy eight kilos today. If you'd ask, this is what I'm saying. If you'd asked me last week, just after Christmas. Yeah, mightn't have had the same answer. Well, you're back there today, so that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that's doubly I, impressive. Actually went up to yeah, I, I, yeah, but anyways. Um and then the long arm plank, I'd start at two minutes forty five. I'm now at three twenty, so I'm kind of making my progress along there. So yeah, happy where we're at. Big life changes to come. So let's leave it at that for today and then we can uh, get back into the eco-behavioral design stuff next week. What are we going to talk or next time? What are we going to talk about next time? So well, there's a few options, but I think one thing we should talk about is um, the notion of upward spirals. I think it's a nice idea. I think people will have a kind of intuitive sense of it, but giving it a bit of a framing is, is helpful. And yeah, you could be excited for that one. But one thing I do want to say before we wrap up too, is that um, we've been getting a few questions and we're delighted to be getting them. Obviously, it's uh, amazing that, first of all, that people take the time, but also that people would value our response to them. Uh, so that's kind of privilege in itself. But what we're going to do, we talked about this a little bit, is... Um, this is not necessarily my response. <laughs> <Go ahead anymore. laughs> oh, I'm sure your input uh, depends on the question, I suppose. Is uh, We're going to put together, when we have, say, questions that, might form something like an episode we'll we'll put together kind of questions episode so if you've asked us questions and we told you we get back to you or whatever the case may be we'll get back to you in a kind of more formal fashion when we do that episode the most amount of questions i've got is uh why didn't i pay it forward to the next person for the coffee (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 an episode to itself yeah did you get that one a few times? Yeah. I think I came across as a bit of mean. Yeah, I was supposed to keep the chain going, kept paying it forward, didn't realize it. Still don't buy into that. But anyways, that's for that's for the next day. Yeah, so we do the we yeah, we can answer the questions, that kind of stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah. Anything else? No, let's leave it there. All right. Catch ya. See you later. <laughs>